Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast today. My guest is Vanessa Farrow. She is the owner, founder, and principal designer at Vanessa Farrow Design. How are you doing today, Vanessa? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Brad. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your story and your journey with us. I appreciate you taking the time, and I appreciate you being here. Yes, thanks for inviting me. This will be fun. Well, let's jump right in then. Vanessa, as I mentioned, you're the owner, founder, and principal designer at Vanessa Ferro Design. How long ago did you start the business? Well, I would say officially it's been about five years. It kind of grew organically and slowly over time. But I think the last five years, I've pretty much been at it full time. Now, I read that from a very young age, you've had an interest in interior design. How old were you when you expressed your interest and how did that come about for you at such a young age? I've always had an interest in architecture, particularly historic homes, you know, big old mansions, castles, that kind of thing. And I've always loved just decorating, even as a teenager, you know, I decorating my room, I would help friends and family pick paint colors and wallpaper and light fixtures. It just was something I was always interested in, I I would say as a teenager, really. Mm hmm. What were you doing for a career before you decided to jump into the world of entrepreneurship? So for the longest time, actually for many years, I worked in the investment industry. I worked at, you know, big investment firm down on Bay Street for many, many years. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. whoa. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how was that transition for you from corporate life and Bay Street to entrepreneurship? It was actually easier than it sounds and not so, you know, overnight. It happened yeah. over a, quite a number of years. And it also really, I was kind of forced into it, so to speak. When my second son was born, he was very, very ill. So I was not able to go back to work. I had to be with him 24-7. I couldn't leave him in the care of of really anyone else who wasn't properly trained he had to have a tracheostomy tube to breathe for two years wow yeah so that from what age from a newborn baby oh my god the minute he was born and was having trouble breathing he had to be taken to a resuscitation room and then they had to perform a, a tracheotomy 
procedure. So basically he had a hole made wow. in his trachea and they, and then they put a plastic tube in mm-hmm. for him to breathe. So that was for two years, you know, and that obviously came with many challenges yeah. as you can imagine. He's completely fine now. Thank goodness. Excellent. You know, I was just um, about to ask that. Thank God. Yeah. So, but it was two years where we really had to be watching him 24 seven mm-hmm. to make sure that the trach tube hadn't fallen out, you know, yeah. I had to stay up through the night. So I would sleep for a few hours while my husband watched him in the evening. And then I'd be up all night long. We did have some night nurses sometimes, but basically it was two hours of not, or two years, I should say, of not really sleeping. I always was kind of on high alert, you know, that something could happen. So it was a very troubling time. Yeah, oh, for sure. sure. Yeah. So were you were you working in the corporate world at that time? Yes, right. Well, up up until I had him, and yeah. it was once we realized the severity of his condition, that I couldn't go back to work right. because I then I'd be leaving him with nurses all day long, yeah. and I really felt I needed to be there. You know, as his mother, I I had to be there, and so for two years I was at home with him, basically acting as a nurse I had a, a mm. another child a younger child a yeah. nine month old I think he was at the time so wow, we, had to have a a nanny, we had a nanny that helped us with my older son because I was really focused on the younger son yeah and at any rate you know it, it was really a troubling time it was very traumatic I actually to this day I don't even remember when he started crawling when he wow. started walking, it was like, all I cared about was making sure that that trach tube stayed in his neck and that he could breathe. Yeah, of course. You know? So it was really challenging. But out of that came a big change. You know, after two years, the doctors at sick kids said, okay, the trach can come out. Yeah. And, you know, it was a new lease on life. It was like, we were just starting over and I'm anything sure. was possible the relief, the gratitude, you know, all of that. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's when we decided to leave the city, move out to the country, build that dream house. I wasn't (laughs) going back to Bay Street. (laughs) That (laughs) was just a little too far. And yeah, my new job was to design and and build this dream house of ours. So that was the transition. (laughs) Wow. Well, a very, a very tough one and scary Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, that was the nudge. Had you been thinking about leaving before all this started with your son? Had you been thinking about starting your own business and getting into that world previously? Or was that really the catalyst that that made you think about it? Well, I had always done design work on the side, whether it was renovations we were doing on our own property, or I was always helping friends and family through the years. So just in an unofficial capacity, you know, that was like my hobby, so to speak. So I hadn't seriously thought of leaving the investment world. Really, this was the nudge, you know, that two years being away from it. Yeah. And coming out of sort of this dark period in our lives and realizing, oh, my goodness, you you've got a brand new start here lots of opportunities think about what you really want to do what's this next chapter in your life going to look like and so I gave it a lot of thought and and that's the direction I went amazing yeah 
How have these experiences and struggles helped shape the Vanessa you are today, do you think? I think it taught me a lot, the experience with my son. I think gratitude is the the big word that always comes to mind because I spent, you know, two years on and off at Sick Kids Hospital. You know, I'd go down and sit at the Starbucks on the main floor and you'd see so many people come and go, families, other children with different illnesses and conditions. And I realized that actually I was like the lucky one because even if my child needed to live with a, a tracheostomy tube, for the rest of his life, he could live for the rest of his life. And we were going to take him home. It was just a matter of when. Other families weren't having that same experience, you know, and it was, it was really hard to watch. And I really learned that even when you think your life is, you know, (laughs) not going the way you want it, there's always someone else that has more challenges, bigger challenges, you know. Yeah, for sure. Be grateful, you know, for what you do have. Yeah, definitely. Vanessa, what lights you up or inspires you the most about being an interior designer? I love, this might sound crazy. I just love delighting my clients and like creating magic. I love taking people's vision, their ideas, even if they only have a few little ideas or, or one, one kind of vision, I love to kind of distill that all down and turn on my creative juices and try to figure out how I can create that magic for them. Uh-huh. And I love, you know, at the beginning of a project, the idea of all the different ways I could go with the design you know, the unlimited opportunities, you know, which way we can take this. So that excitement, I mean, that, that I think is one of my favorite parts, really the jumping off point of of a new project for sure. What lights you up or inspires you the most about being an entrepreneur? I think the freedom that it allows you, you know, the uh, freedom to sort of manage your own, your own time, your own schedule, you know, the potential for, you know, really unlimited income, uh, being in charge of that, choosing who I want to work with, who I want to engage with, you know, which clients are perfect, a perfect fit, which trades do I want to work with, which vendors do I want to deal with? All of that, really, it's, it's all in your control. Yeah, it's an amazing feeling having all that control and just being your own boss. Mm-hmm. Not having someone breathing down your neck. Well, I mean, sorry, let me rephrase that because your clients, <laughs> I mean, it's funny because when you think about it, yes, we work for ourselves, but really we do have bosses because we have our clients are our bosses. That's who we're here to please, right? That's right. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We still do have a boss and someone to report to. <laughs> That's right. For sure. And you want them to be pleased at yes. the end, end of it all. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where do you pull your inspiration from when you decide to take on a design project? For me, inspiration is like everywhere. It absolutely everywhere. It could literally be a scarf that I see, the colors, the pattern. It could be something I saw when I was traveling. It could be a picture of a cabinet, uh, an antique cabinet that I love, that that could be a jumping off point for an entire space. 
I do actually get like these visions. And when I'm thinking of a cabinet here, this happened in my own kitchen. Mm-hmm. You know, I woke up in the middle of the night and I just had this vision. Okay, I need this black cabinet. It needs to look like it came from a French bistro, some vintage bistro. And and I designed the entire space around that cabinet. <laughs> awesome. You know, so yeah, I get these visions, I call it. But really, it's like, yeah, it pops into my head. And yeah, like I say, it could be a scarf I saw a year ago or a picture at a museum. Something gives me that inspiration, but it's all around. Isn't it an amazing feeling, though? I mean, you think about people when they say, oh, you know, I couldn't sleep because I was stressed about work and work kept me up all night. But when this type of thing keeps you up or wakes you up, it's it's so incredible because it's exactly the opposite. It's not stress. It's because you're so excited and and amped up to to get your idea out of your head and onto paper. Yeah, yeah exactly. It makes me think of, you know, songwriters who sleep with a yeah. recorder beside their bed because yeah, you know, yeah. a song comes to them in the middle of the night and they have to like quickly get it down on the tape, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Can you briefly walk us through your process for working with clients from the time they contact you to when you finish the project? Yeah, for sure. I've really narrowed down my process. So I always, always start with a complimentary discovery call. So we'll chat for 30, maybe 45 minutes just to see if we're a good fit. You know, I ask a lot of questions. They may not be directly related to interior design or the proposed project, but I just like to get a sense of of the person I'm speaking to. Design is a very intimate process and people are entrusting you with their most personal spaces, really. They're opening up their homes to you. So a good working relationship and a good fit is hugely important right from the beginning. And and that's one big building block of of how well this whole design process is going to go, is making sure the client and the designer are really aligned So I love that discovery call just for that. Like I say, even if we're not specifically talking interior design the whole time. Right. So that's the first thing. Then after that, I'll schedule a home review. I'll go into their homes or the new build or whatever the project is. And we'll go through it for about two hours. We'll talk about the scope of work, timelines, proposed investment. And after that, I'll do up a design proposal and then get to work. And that's how it how it goes. Flow is pretty good. Mm-hmm. What are some of the challenges you faced early on in your business and how'd you overcome them? I think one of the biggest challenges for me was really defining who I am as a designer, what I excel at, understanding the importance of specializing as a designer, not being sort of a jack of all trades, even though you could design spaces for for anyone and any aesthetic, really understanding the value in specializing and really doing work in that vein and not trying to do everything and be everybody to everyone. It just didn't feel true uh, that I was being true to myself anymore. But it took me a while to learn that. And I resisted it for a while, too. It's one of the reasons I'm actually redoing my website right now, too. I'm still working on that rebranding and really distilling down to, to you know, how I want to put myself out there in the world as a designer. 
I think a lot of us do that as new entrepreneurs, right? We think we can do everything and we want to do everything and mm-hmm. it's, it's part of it, but it takes time to realize that, Hey, you know what? I can't do everything. Yeah. I should focus my skills and my specialties over in this area and let the other people who are better in those areas take over that part of it. For sure. Yeah, I agree. Now you said that in a way you feel that this feel that out of the stress and hardship, as we talked about earlier of your son's illness came this wonderful new opportunity, a new life in the country. You mentioned you guys moved homes. Mm -hmm. I read that it's an almost dream home that you moved into. And (laughs) that's another story. Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah. Well, anyone who's built a house understands <laughs> what what those challenges look like. And I mean, I had already done lots of designing and renos and all of that. But building this house was a, a huge taking. And I learned so many things along the way. It was a big project. It took up all my time, but it was a huge learning curve for me. And I really, from that, I learned about the challenges homeowners face, the kind of help they need getting through that process. And most importantly, how people deserve to be treated. Because there were some, we'll say, you know, exchanges or conversations, things that didn't quite go as planned with the builder. And the finished product, while it was a beautiful house, it was such a struggle to get to that end of the project that my husband and I were left feeling kind of lukewarm about the whole thing. Right. We weren't madly in love with it. And so that's why I call it the almost dream home. And on realtor.ca one morning, I was sitting there having my coffee. I don't know why I went on realtor.ca, but there was this house right there. And I, that's like, that's the house. We have to buy this house. Of course, I told this to my husband, and he he was like, "Who is are you this kidding me? What are you?" There were still boxes piled up to like ground molding. We hadn't even unpacked. Wow, uh, fully. And you know, we ended up buying the house. We ended yeah. up moving, and we weren't even unpacked from that house that we just built. Well, that made the move a little bit easier, I'm sure. Yeah, well, so all that stuff went into storage because. We now had to do a renovation on this house. The bones were there. You know, I had the vision. I saw it all. And it's a very unique house. And we just fell in love with it. And yeah, so then it took us a year to renovate it while we lived in a rental. (laughs) You know, and yeah, we're still married, which is uh, (laughs) (laughs) that might be the the biggest surprise out of all of this because it was a crazy couple of years. I'm yeah. sure it was. Yeah. It sounds like it must have been. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? Probably going back to what we chatted about a minute ago is, you know, don't try to be a designer for everyone. Define what makes you special, where your real talents lie. Mm-hmm. Um And get really clear on what your niche is early on. Don't tell lies to yourself. Don't resist it. You may not have as many clients right off the hop, but the clients you do get, they're going to be the right clients. And 
I wish I knew that, you know, five years ago. Yeah. Well, you know it now, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there For you sure. go. And you can impart your wisdom on to others that, that are seeking, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? I don't know if it's unique per se, but I do know that I've had a lot of perseverance coupled with a lot of passion. I just haven't given up, but the passion is really part of it. I haven't given up because design is so much a part of me. It's so innate. I love it so much Mm -hmm. that I just almost can't imagine not doing it in some capacity. It's like, I just won't quit. You know, I have persevered. I've continued to learn. That's a big thing. No one has all the answers, you know, as I've just asked. So continuing to learn, you know, to challenge yourself, you listen to your peers, you hire a coach, you develop processes that make you more productive and hopefully, you know, lead to more profitability. And you really have to analyze, sit back and analyze where your successes were, where your failures were, but then just move on, just keep on moving and just, you know, keep going down the path. That's all I can say. Yeah. Speaking of success, how do you define the word success? What does that word mean to you? I guess when you're, you know, spending a good part of your time or a good part of your days doing something that you really love, that just doesn't feel like you're working. Yeah. It brings great joy. And also it brings great joy to others. You know, it, it's simple. It's just a, a feeling of happiness, contentness. You feel that passion. It energizes you. And you don't realize you're working. That, that to me, is, is success. Yeah. To date, what would you say is your biggest high or your greatest win? Definitely the biggest high was that period of time where my son was recovering And like I say, we just felt like we had this new lease on life. The relief that we felt, the gratitude, the excitement. I mean, it was, it was literally like we were just starting anew and anything was possible. So, I mean, I don't think I've ever felt there was a a greater high than that. It was a second Uh, chance. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after learning it? You know, I guess it goes back again to just gratitude. Because going through this this challenging time with my son, I think it's hard if a person hasn't had a sort of tragedy. It's hard to really understand what that feels like and to really truly have perspective. I certainly didn't have the same perspective before as I did after. And now I think going through that gave me such perspective on just being grateful. Like I said before, you know, we all like to go about complaining about this, that, and the next thing, but Mm. really to flip it, flip it over and think about all those good things, you know, whether it's our health, whether it's, it could be simple things, but just feeling grateful. Cause I, like I said, there's a lot of people out there that have it way worse than you do. For sure. Yeah. You'll find it so hard though, to flip the narrative and see what, appreciate what you do have as opposed to what 
you don't have or what you're going through at that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, And I think, and that's back to my point. It's hard if you haven't really experienced those lows to truly know what, what that feels like and to gain that perspective. And I, that was a big lesson for me that definitely changed me. I'm sure it did. That that yeah. is definitely what you went through is certainly a life altering experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you say is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? <laughs> this is going to sound really ironic since I haven't stopped talking, but <laughs> talk, <laughs> talk less and listen more. And you can never go wrong with that approach. You know, really, whether it's your friends or family or listening to my clients, just listen more and talk less, period. People people just want to be heard, right? Yeah, yeah. What makes you feel inspired or like your best self? I love traveling like most people, you know. I love planning adventures, planning itineraries for trips, you know, dreaming about the places we can go. I love architecture, obviously. Yeah. You know, I get inspired in our travels just by seeing beautiful buildings. You know, often they're old buildings, you right. know, ancient buildings, historic homes, that kind of thing. But also throughout my life, I've uh, I've got a background in musical theater. So okay. I've always, you know, been singing and performing. And to me, that really... That inspires in me as well. That's one of my favorite things to do. How long did you did you pursue that musical theater? I kind of, you know, right through through high school, I kind of did musical theater on and off throughout, you know, even yeah. I haven't in the last couple of years done a show, but I have done lots of musical theater performance and cabarets and things like that. So it's something I love to do it. You know, you have to also have the time to be able to do all these other hobbies, but it's always on the back burner, you know, I I love it. Yeah. Can you share a situation that's occurred in your life that you feel provides insight as to your character, who Vanessa is? Actually, this has to do with musical theater. I was doing a um, a performance and we were all backstage during a break and the director was in the um, in the dressing room with me and the other the other girls. And she was I guess she was sitting there watching me kind of go around and interact with the other cast members and at one point she pulled me aside and she commented on what a strong motherly instinct I have. (laughs) And I said, well, what do you mean? And she said, well, I was just watching you. And you know, you really, you're always thinking about that. You want to make sure everyone's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, do they need help with their makeup? Does so-and-so need help with their costume? Where did the bobby pins go? Does someone need (laughs) a snack? You know, and it's funny that stuck with me because Honest to goodness, I had no idea that I appeared that way. I was just, you know, the the curtain's about to go up. Let's make sure everyone on this team, you know, is ready to go. That's sort of where I was coming from. But it's funny when when other people are watching you from the outside, the the impression that they get, Mm -hmm. you know, it never had occurred to me that... (laughs) I would be described that way. So it kind of stuck with me. A nice compliment, but yeah. yeah for sure. Funny. Yeah. Okay. What do you feel most grateful for in your life? Always 
health, my health, my children's health, health, my husband's, my family's, my friends, you know, without health, we have nothing. That's it. So that's a huge thing, you know, as well, they say, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. And once you lose your health, you may never get it back. That's right. So that's, that's a huge thing. Yeah. My grandfather always used to say to me that along those lines, like, you can have all the money in the world, but if you don't have your health, what good is that money? Exactly. If you're not able-bodied yeah. to get out there and, and do what you want to do. It's yeah, that, that's always stuck with me. He told me that since I was a teenager. Always mm-hmm. stuck with me. Exactly. Vanessa, what does the word empowerment mean to you? I would say it's when you possess both the knowledge and the resources to be able to move your plan forward or to set out on your journey, whatever that looks like for you, you know, it, it's both. It's, it's the knowing and the having. And when all of that comes together, I think you're in a, in a good place to, to move forward. Okay. What is one of your favorite quotes? Gloria Steinem once said, dreaming after all is a form of planning. Mm. And I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I like that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping of questions will just be one, two, three word answer type things. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. How would you describe yourself in one word? Creative. What was your dream job as a child? To be a performer on Broadway. What's the first thing you notice about a person? Their eyes. What's the first thing you think when I say the word future? Picture my boys all grown up. If you could teach the world one thing, what would that be? Be kinder to animals. They don't need to suffer so much when they're raised, when they're slaughtered, just to become food on our plate. There's a better way to do this. If you had a theme song that played every time you walked into a room, what song would that be? Don't rain on my parade. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) what's one thing you want but cannot buy with money a six pack (laughs) (laughs) entrepreneur life is challenging and rewarding i had an extra hour a day i would hang out more with my boys my favorite way to unwind is glass of red wine and a good movie or tv show The last book or podcast I listened to or read was? I listen to a few different podcasts. Usually it's interior designers speaking. Mom life is? Busy. And especially during this last year, very challenging with online learning. (laughs) If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? Poverty, reducing illness and suffering. All right, that concludes our rapid fire section. What is the most recent investment you've made in yourself? I would say a fitness trainer. What is one of your biggest failures or teachable moments and what did you learn from it? I would say that just in general, I mean, there's probably been quite a few times in my life where I, you know, was really hasty and I judged a book by its cover, so to speak. And then I found out that I was completely wrong. And so I would just say, don't do that because <laughs> you're usually wrong. You yeah. give people the benefit of the doubt and sometimes you're pleasantly surprised. Very true. 
Mm-hmm. Who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why? I would have to say best friend of 30 plus years. She's probably the kindest person I know. She's generous. She's got such a work ethic, integrity. You know, her friendship has been an inspiration for me and a real gift to me. So, yeah, my best friend. If you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't ask you? I think you've covered it all, Brad. <laughs> oh, that's good to know. Thank yeah, you. I think you've, you've done your, your work here for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa, if you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? This is what youth looks like. Enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> Period. Because <laughs> it won't last. So enjoy it. The years are fleeting. Time flies so quickly. Oh, yeah. And I think the older that we get, the quicker the time goes by. Oh, definitely. You know, you can remember when we're teenagers and it's like, oh, I can't wait till I, or just before teens, tweens, I guess they call it. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait till I turn 18 or 19 or whatever. And now it's like, oh, shit. I wish I could go back to 20 something. (laughs) Yeah. I think back to like myself, you know, as a teenager thinking kind of those same things. Oh, I can't wait till I'm like 21 or, you know, and now I'm thinking, are you crazy girl? (laughs) Are you crazy? What were you thinking? But what's that saying? Youth is wasted on the young. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because they're not thinking. No, it's true. And and no, none of us do when we're young. We just, we want to get out of those years and become adults. But it's like, don't rush and that's what that's what we used to tell our girls is listen don't rush just enjoy being a kid because mm-hmm. adulthood will be here before you know it and you'll be wanting to go back to being a kid again totally yep lastly vanessa if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world what would that last 30 seconds sound like well this sounds a little preachy but it's kind of simple stuff just generally you know, remember to be kind, remember to put yourself in other people's shoes and show compassion, be present and treasure every moment. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Vanessa, for taking the time to be here today and share your story and your journey with us. I appreciate you and welcome to the Empowerography community. I'm so honored and happy to have you here as a member and I truly appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me, Brad. It was a lot of fun. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Vanessa Farrow. She's the owner, founder, and principal designer at Vanessa Farrow Design. Thank you so much, Vanessa. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thank you, Brad. Take care. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.